Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. This is a show that we do about things that are good and that we love. Yes. You can't, you can't tell us any different. You can't come in here and demand these changes. Like the advertisers yeah. want more, um, you know, lewd talk. <laughs> like oh, get- I thought you were suggesting that people would come in and say, you don't like hot dogs. Oh, no. I'm saying like the advertisers. They want like, us to get raunchy? Yeah, like raunchy. They're like, you're married? Prove it by, talk- by talking lewd, dirty stuff. And we're like, we don't... <laughs> This is a family show. Oh, uh, we were raised to be shame-driven, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about my body. No way. We're sex positive, but... Um, but terrified of our own parts. so scared. <laughs> so, so scared. Yeah. When I take a shower, I have to have all the lights off. Thank you very much. <laughs> Weird way to start the episode. <laughs> I think it was your choice, though. I think it was my choice, yeah. Well, the advertisers sort of forced our mm, hand. True, bit. true. But DoorDash just wants it sexy. I don't get it. <laughs> Do you have any small wonders? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm going to say the boy performer that came to our house. Let's talk about the boy performer. I, you know, Henry just turned five, and we knew this was maybe going to be the first birthday party he actually remembered. And he started expressing interest in in what the party would contain, and I wanted this one to be big. Mm. You know, in the past, like, for example, the theme of his first birthday was balls, just because Henry liked to play with balls. Yeah. The second one was hats, because Henry liked hats. It meant that I didn't have to put any effort into the upfront. But this one felt, like, important. So I reached out to an organization. Yeah, the Avengers. (laughs) That had connections with both princesses and superheroes. And I said, I would like a superhero. And the person on the phone said, which superhero would you like? And I indicated the one that I wanted. And they said, let me check with our boy performers and get back to you. Such a fun phrase. (laughs) I'm going to say that that is my job title. Like, (laughs) whenever somebody asks me, like, for paperwork or whatever, like, what's your job title? I usually say podcast producer because it's the most official sounding way to refer to the bullshit that I do. <laughs> but I could also just say, me, I'm a boy performer. <laughs> I'm a boy performer. Uh, there were pictures on the website, and I, I knew that this was going to be a professional operation just based on the photos. But, I mean, it was exactly 30 minutes. I was given an overview of the services that would be provided. Uh, and there was a suggestion that this boy performer would basically take over the party for us. And all of the parents could stand around and just enjoy the fact that their child was being entertained. That is more or less how it panned out. By a person in costume who was very committed. So committed. Yeah. Like, could have been, I would say, Toby's stunt double. Have I said it's Spider-Man? I kind of, I don't know. I, for some reason, I decided to. You did to, just keep saying boy performer. <laughs> now I kind of wanted to leave it open. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. But yes, correct. It was Spider-Man. Yeah. He did a, he did a great job. <laughs> he did a great job. It, it, I, Should I, I talk about the video? <laughs> At one point, he was playing Spidey Says with the kids, and I was like filming it because it was super cute. And then he like bent down to like tell everybody to touch, his to- touch their toes not his toes, touch their toes. And his, <laughs> his, his suit was pretty tight. And so his butt was, was out. And so I like panned down when he bent over to touch his toes because like I was just following the action. And then I realized I was like right up on his hiner. <laughs> like frantically. Like, and then I frantically panned back up like instinctively. <laughs> it's a pretty funny, I would never post it online because it is, I, I felt a little, uh, a, a bit accidentally revealing. But my puritanical. Yeah, you like course corrected. 
uh, in a way that was so just like reflexive that it was very entertaining. Yeah, like I don't want to. This this dude came here and is doing an incredible job to for entertain our children. I don't want a creep shot Spider Man. Uh, so yes, that was that we got a hearty laugh out of my own sort of <laughs> hangups there. Uh, yeah, that was a fun one. Okay, what's your small? I under? don't have. I really should have. I was so excited to think about and talk about boy performer Spider Man that I didn't. Uh, I thought you might draw on just our experience from the past few days. We did. We did a lot of exciting holiday celebration. Yeah, and you know, putting up the tree to the Vince Guaraldi trio. Like you cannot really beat that. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, you know, we had a nice, nice Thanksgiving meal. It was just, it was a nice, it was a very exhausting weekend. Got Henry his first Vax shot, which was yeah. thrilling and came out of nowhere. Just like there at the annual checkup and the doctor was like, we got the Vax. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, we didn't have to go to a CVS. We could do it in a professional establishment with yeah. people that were familiar with our child. Yeah, Henry was a big boy about it. Um mm-hmm. It was a. It was a. Can you d- demo your soothing voice that you use to calm our son before anything challenging? Yeah, you know, it was like, now listen, buddy. Remember, it only hurts for a second. And last time that you got your shots, it only hurt for just a few seconds. And then they put the band aid on, and it's all better. Then after he got the shot, he was still upset, and so I, we held hands, and I was like, <laughs> you're gonna count to ten and take a big deep breath in between each number. By the time that kid got to oh, 10, it was man. I know, man. It's- I got to tell you, like, using that voice, I would do almost anything for you. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, also. In the context of me using it to soothe our panicked child, that's not... Just the same. And I'm not, I'm not getting raunchy here as much as our advertisers would like. I'm just saying that if you were like, Rachel, would you take out the trash and maybe finish up the dishes? I'd be like, yes, yes, I will, Griffin. You're making me sound like the Quetzal's Hotterack. Like... <laughs> Um, I'm so glad that you can get those references now these days. That makes me excited. Barely. Barely get them. <laughs> um, it was a good weekend for me feeling really good about myself as a dad. Yeah, we got a big boy in the house and he's turning out great. And I, I think mean, that's in large part to you. Well, and to you, honey. I, you know, I like to think that I do the first couple years. Like I really get in there on oh, the first okay. couple years. And then I kind of step back and you, you're you going to take over for the, for the rest. rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know how rough those first couple years are on you. I yeah. think that is actually. A I'm still fair in trait. recovery from those first couple years, uh, yeah. and I'm having to do them again. So yeah. I'm happy to let you parent for the next, I don't right know, like fifty eight or nine, fifty years. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I go first this week. Okay, I'm, I'm, I am going to talk about owls. I am going to get deep and talk about owls. Think about it though. Your your brain immediately went owls, and then you thought about owls for a second, and then you're like, actually, yeah. Can I ask, like, what inspired your your segment? What inspired my segment? To Whenever talk about? you bring a segment, I try and like go back through our week and figure out where this segment originated. Um, I was thinking about uh, things that got me excited, uh, just sort of knowing that they are a- around, like sounds that okay. make me excited for the thing. And then I thought about like our house uh, backs up to some some wilderness, a small patch of wilderness. And, you know, we will be sitting with our two baby monitors just on on lookout or sound out for a, a baby sound mm-hmm. or a five-year-old sound, knowing that, like, well, we have to go, you know, turn off only murders in the building and go hang out with our yeah. uh, child who's supposed to be sleeping right now. But then sometimes you'll hear outside and it's like, stop everything. <laughs> I have to know if there are owls around. Griffin gets really frustrated with me because his hearing is remarkably better than mine. He'll be like, oh, do you hear that? And I'm like, hear what? Like, that 
outside. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking it about. It was an owl. It was an owl. One time in the morning, Henry and I got ready and went outside to go to take him to daycare. And there was a little owl just like sitting on our front porch, like looking at our garage door. Yeah. And I didn't even see him until we got close. And he like fluttered up his wings and like bonked into a wall and then flew away. And it scared the shit out of me yeah. and Henry a little yeah. bit. But then when I realized like, wait a minute, that was an owl. <laughs> We talked about it for weeks. Every time we went outside to like go to daycare, he would be like, I hope we see an owl today. I just love owls because they are top tier, coolest predator animal. Like in terms of like predatory evolutions, these guys are killing machines, but also are so cute. Like when yeah. I see one, I'm like, oh, look at the cutie. They are very cute. They're so cute. They're just like hunched shoulders, little round faces with their big Yeah, they got the biggest eyes. eyes and the tiniest little Tiny beak. little mouths and they're just so squat and they hop around. Yeah. But then they will fucking kill you <laughs> silently like a ghost. And that's and, awesome. And pass, and pass your whole body through their system. Yeah, well, no. About half your body goes through their system. The rest of it comes out as a little... Bar- <laughs> now you're a barf fossil, idiot. It's like, yeah. whoa, insult to injury, but so cute, too. I just love an owl man. I love an owl man. You know, have, <laughs> have you seen Owl Man before? Yeah, he's at the Blues games. He's at the Blues games. I love his stuff. <laughs> Every time they score. Every time they score, he launches Ooh. up a bolus. It's Ooh. awesome. <laughs> Uh, okay, so owls. I feel like everybody knows some cool shit about owls, but if you take yeah, all- they can rotate their head really far, right? Yep, and they barf up the fossils. That's yeah. all good. When you take everything though in one big package, owls are kind of. It's unbelievable that owls are real and that they have evolved <laughs> in the way that they have. Uh, they are solitary in nature. They don't really fuck around in groups, but when they do, you know what you call a group of owls? No, a parliament of owls. That's a good one. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, they are nocturnal, duh, uh, and they eat small animals and other birds sometimes, and insects and lizards and whatever. Uh, so they're not too picky. They'll gobble you up no matter what. Uh, they are divided into two families. I don't think I ever realized this. There are true owls, which are sort of the quintessential owl. They got the big eyes, the the beaks. The eyes are like sort of cat eyes, like predator eyes. Uh, and they've just got feathers all over their faces. You know, a typical owl, but then barn owls are the ones with those like white masks, like the big oh, yeah. circle of, of usually like pale feathers. And those aren't true owls? Those are barn owls, and they have like the black, cold eyes, like a doll's eyes, not the Doesn't like, it seem like a little elitist? They're like, these are the true owls, and those are the barn a owls. A little bit. It's I like mean, a it's, little city mouse, country mouse. It, yes, it is two <laughs> sort of uh, ta- taxonomy-like mm-hmm. level family families of owls okay uh not in the it's like, not like red state blue state <laughs> no and not in like the uh fast and the furious context of families <laughs> it's like in the scientific boring level of families um so owls they have binocular vision right which lets them see very 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 far uh and very very well from far away which is why like Unlike most nocturnal nocturnal animals, oh, that's great. Unlike most nocturnals, they don't <laughs> use echolocation in the dark. They oh. just their eyes are just really really good. Here's the thing, though, they're farsighted, which means like when something's up close to them, oh. they cannot see them very well. So you know what they do? They use their phylloplumes, which are very very like small hair like feathers on their claws and on their beaks that they use as like feelers. Oh, so when you and Henry walked up on that owl. It maybe couldn't tell what you couldn't were. See, yes. I mean, it didn't touch us and use its phyllo plumes, 
But that's rad. That's like, I can yeah. see you from very, very far away. And when you get up close, I'm like, you know, on, on some like snake shit. Like yeah, I just touch yeah, yeah. you and I know what's up and I know where you are. Uh, they can rotate their necks very, very far. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess how far out of like 360 degrees? Oh my gosh. I know it's like, it's like 325 or something. 270. 270 oh, degrees. Okay. Uh, which is kind of buck wild like i don't know why you would need to be able to rotate your head more than 180 degrees right because you can go 180 in one direction and then 180 the other direction and that's 360 degrees 270 is like yeah i can see all the way behind me and then some <laughs> i can turn my head right and see to the left of me that's a lot of that's Oof. a lot that you can do that that's so much the reason they're able to do that they have twice as many neck vertebrae as as we do and they're a little bit more spaced out so that you can wow. turn them but also like that's not it, right? If it was just that, uh, sure, you could turn your your head in that direction, but you would also cut off circulation to your brain and die pretty fast. But the like passageways that their arteries and all their blood stuff runs through are like so wide. They are cavernous. They are ten times wider than the like arteries that are passing through them. So they can do that stuff without cutting off circulation to their brain and dying. So like they are evolutionarily like wow, that was a word completely built for that shit it's like they were like generation through generation like we got it why we gotta <laughs> turn our heads further further this this is very interesting but all i've been thinking about is whether or not owls get stiff necks and or if like if if you know sometimes they're like a little sore and so they can only see like 230 degrees and uh, they're like oh, oh gosh i gosh. really slept wrong yeah <laughs> or maybe when they sleep wrong they can they accidentally go too far and they're like, oh <laughs> shit did, did you hear about carl no what happened he 360 oh no <laughs> carl oh um so as if they were not like terrifying predators enough uh, their feathers are specially built too. They are like much bigger than usual feathers. They are f- super velvety and serrated. And I don't know why all of that when put together makes this true, but it makes them completely silent in the air. Like other birds, you can kind of hear them coming, but owls are, because of the way their feathers are shaped, and it, it allows them to fly and sort of dive slower than other birds and be completely silent, which is awesome for two reasons. One, the prey cannot hear them. But two, owls, the the sound of their own flight doesn't sort of like flood their senses. They can hear their prey too over the sound of their own flying. Huh. So it's like a two for one death combo. Yeah. Of just like, you can't hear me, but I can hear you completely because their hearing is so like powerful. Gosh. And you can't even see those little ears. You can't even see those cute little ears. <laughs> uh, their beak is very sharp. They have one sort of hook-shaped part of their yeah. beak on top, and the other one uh, underneath is also kind of hook-shaped so that when they clamp together, it does like a scissor-type a scissor type motion that kills their prey instantly, which is genuinely a favor they're doing their prey because then they swallow them whole. Yes, yes. See, this is this is what I know about owls, right? It's yeah. like- They're conscientious. They, they do terrible things to their prey, but they're conscientious about like it. Like you can get the whole little skeleton sometimes in yeah. this little- and leavings in their right but it's not their poop right they snip you so you're dead they swallow you they digest what they can and the rest they barf up in a little conveniently shaped <laughs> pellet and those pellets are so plentiful like they are so easy to find pellets and that is why they are so like typically like sold to schools for yeah. dissections and stuff so that you can like get an idea of what the owl tried to eat which is just radical which is yeah. just it's they are these like 
genuine predator from predator predators. <laughs> Where they can see you perfectly, you can't hear them as they dive down on you, they gobble you up in a second and barf up what they don't need. They are eating machines, the owls are. Yeah. And I love all of that stuff when put together, because they're also squat little goofballs <laughs> that look so curious, yeah. and so like, you know, sort of up to no good all the time. Like, what are you thinking about, little owl? You're thinking about if you could swallow me. You're thinking yeah. about if you could kill me in one bite and swallow me and if I would, I, you know, if I could hear you coming or not. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. They're like, they have a lot of similarities with snakes, but they're like so much cuter. They're air sharks is what they are. Oh, and the okay. way that sharks are like evolutionarily sort of like designed to kill shit in the water and eat it so that they can keep on killing and eating shit in the water. Yeah. Owls are just the same way, except sharks I, and this may be a contentious sort of uh, uh -huh, opinion. Uh -huh, not, not the cutest ocean animal. Yeah. But an owl? Adorable. Adorable. And you can, and they'll live in the barn with you. And they they have the little graduation cap, and that's how you know they're wise. They have the little graduation cap? You know how the, the whole wise old owl thing? And they're like, sure, sure. I, I don't know. For some reason, the graduation cap just came to mind. That was like an indication that it was learned. Yeah. In the Tootsie Roll Pop commercials, was the mm. owl the one that ate the, the or was it the one? Because I know it hit one, two, three, and then it would eat it in one bite. Yeah, that's just like, that's factual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's how they really do it. That's how they would eat a Tootsie Roll Pop. <laughs> just something to think about, you know, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're super high later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I, uh, can I steal you away? Please. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis -vis, um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people, you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? Is <laughs> factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. 
Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. Hey, Griffin. Yeah. Do you, do you want to read the boop bop beams? That was a little abstract. Uh, and I don't, you did a good job. Does, should I, it rhyme? Should it rhyme? Is that part of your criteria? It doesn't have to rhyme with itself, but like, you know, jumbo dogs, uh, <laughs> you know, plumbo blobs. Uh-huh. Uh, you want to hit that heart. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. So the boop bop bombs. Yeah, that's better. We're okay. Getting, we're been, we're, yeah, we're definitely moving <laughs> in the right direction. Uh, yeah, sure. Do you want to read the first one this time? As sure. long as we're switching shit up. <laughs> this message is for Liv. It is from Avery. To my beepus, I love you so enormously. You bring so much joy and light into the world, and we are all so lucky to have you. I can't wait to keep listening to all the macros with you, whether we're driving across the country or coloring at home. You are kind, beautiful, strong, and amazing. Happy Jumbotron Day. I love you. Big love, your Boppus. Now, that's a confusing one because I, I don't know if it's Boppus or Bopus. <laughs> Which one do you prefer? I don't know. I, I think Beep Bop a lot. You know, like when I'm thinking about a robot noise, I think Beep Bop. And so I'm thinking Beepus and Boppus. Beepus and Boppus. Yeah. I guess it's, and that's what's it's so special about love. <laughs> yeah. If you really think about uh -huh. it. Yeah. Uh, here's, whoa, wait. Oh, my God. Rachel, we were both wrong because this message is for Avery Beepus, and it's from Liv. Oh, Boopus. Beepus, Avery. I love you. You fill my life and my heart with love and joy. You are a gift. I love listening to podcasts with you while we color, and I am so excited to keep doing that for many years. In adoration and admiration, Boopus. I love when Max Fun does this because they both stinkers. they both wrote any time frame. Yeah, so these didn't have to be in the same. Episode, they didn't have to, but, but here they are. But here they are. We def if this had been in the episode after and they were split up, we definitely would have forgotten completely, completely. But here they are: Beepus and Bopus, Boopus, Beepus, <laughs> Beepus, plus Bopus, Boopus, Boppus. <laughs> in love forever. Congratulations. <laughs> Hello! I'm Pee Wee Herman. You might know me from TV, but I really want to be a DJ! It took some convincing, but KCRW finally agreed to give me an hour on the radio to play you some music with my friends! <laughs> anyway, tune in for one hour of the bestest, most funnest time you'll ever have! on the Pee Wee Herman Radio Hour. I am personally inviting you to tune your transistor radio in to hear me or go to kcrw.com. Duh. <laughs> It'll be available for the whole week 
from November 26th to December 3rd. So you can listen to it again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> the Pee Wee Herman Radio Hour was produced by Maximum Fun and can be streamed on KCRW.com until December 3rd. Do you want to talk about what happened to your computer and see? Maybe there's some like IT folks in our audience that could, uh, you know, have had this exact situation happen before, and can like offer you some advice of like, oh, when this happened to me, here's what I did to fix it. So <laughs> it's a little embarrassing. Uh, I I will assume that I'm not the only one that has ever done this. Sure. Oh gosh, I hike. So the other day. Our son was at daycare and I was um, pumping the milk out of my body to make bottles for him. Yeah. And uh, our five-year-old was in the bathroom uh, calling for me and in kind of a frantic moment. I And, 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 and you're probably wondering, where was Griffin? I was in the other bathroom. Yeah. Doing my own bathroom stuff. Yeah. And uh, some breast milk uh, was dumped uh, into my computer unceremoniously not, not and so now some of the keys work and some of them don't yeah. some of the keys do different things than they used to that's awesome i didn't know that so for example when i press the volume down feature all of my windows oh okay. go away cool so and, all the function keys kind of did a switcheroo and the letter v won't work yeah and the letter c now won't work uh so that's where I am. Okay. Well, you don't have to. You just can't copy paste. Like that's the only thing. I know. I'm do. having to go up to the menu up top, like some kind of philistine. Yeah. Can I tell you my thing? Sure. Sure, you Anne. <laughs> that's nice. Thanks. That's nice. Uh, it is the MacArthur Fellows Program. Oh. Also okay. known as the MacArthur Genius Grant. Yeah. Although it has never been called that. It's never been called the MacArthur. Well, not by them, I imagine. No, I mean, yeah. So it was kind of developed uh, in in discussion. Like you don't have to be a genius. Apparently, the media coined that nickname in 1981 uh, when the it's first catchy. when the first class of fellows was announced, and it just kind of stuck. Um, it's narrow because, like the the genius thing, is kind of narrow because like a lot of different people can get it. Uh, the whole point is to kind of advance creativity. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, so you don't like have to have some kind of score on some kind of, you know, genius test. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't have to be like a Mensa member to, right. uh, to get it. Uh, it is intended to quote, encourage people of outstanding talent to pursue their own creative, intellectual and professional inclinations. So recipients can be writers, scientists, artists, uh, humanists, teachers, entrepreneurs, musicians, uh, drawers. Draw people who draw. People who draw. Yeah, there was a cartoonist that won recently. Yeah, it was fucking uh, Scott Adams from <laughs> Dilbert. <laughs> people were like, "Oh man, wait a minute." He could have just a normal tie that just sat against his shirt in a normal way. Yeah, it takes a real genius to turn it up. Huge genius brain. <laughs> and it wasn't only until recently when people were like, "Wait a minute, this is commentary on like today's business." <laughs> I didn't really think about it. I thought it was just a funny comic, but like this guy's saying a lot of stuff about business today. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. Can I tell you more about this program? Sure. I'll say real quick about okay. Scott Adams, though. I don't know this dude. 
But based on the things he says about business, I'm guessing he is like dyed in the wool, pro union, like anti work, like super liberal, uh, you know, hum- humanist, like watching out for your fellow man. And if anybody deserves this, granted, it should be him. Am I right about that or am I right? This is uh, the maybe the second or third episode where you've chosen to go on a Dilbert rant. Just vociferously like endorsed the super, super woke Scott Adams and the great work he does. Keep it up, pal. So this prize is awarded annually between uh, t- to between 20 and 30 people. Uh, does not accept applications. Whoa. So anonymous and confidential nominations are invited by the foundation and reviewed by an anonymous and confidential selection committee. Okay. So people aren't submitting applications to this thing. Like you you just find out. Usually you find out when you have received it. Like you do not know that you are under consideration. So where did the many applications I've sent for this thing come from? <laughs> I don't know. Is it like letters to Santa? <laughs> You're applying to the MacArthur fellow program which is a mcdonald's program where you just get a lot of hamburgers well see i haven't gotten that either so i know i'll go to mcdonald's today ask some so you have to be a genius for that one yeah (laughs) duh (laughs) okay uh the prize is six hundred twenty-five thousand paid over five years uh which was increased from five hundred thousand in 2013 uh you know awesome the macarthur genius grant is adjusted for Inflation, but not the minimum wage. Excellent. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, so the three criteria are exceptional creativity, promise for important future advances based on a track record of significant accomplishments, and potential for the fellowship to facilitate subsequent creative work. Oh, uh, okay. So the idea is like this money is supposed to help you right. make bigger, better things. Although there is kind of like a, a rumored MacArthur curse because uh, the idea is that they you get all this money for, you know, like your significant accomplishments and then you're just so like bogged down by the fact that you won it and yeah. there's an expectation you're going to create more. There was this interview in the Los Angeles Times with this choreographer that won it and he talked about how the prize helped him erase his student loans and help provide his dancers with health care. Uh, but then... You know, he got it in 2013 and he was just paralyzed by it of just this idea of like, I have to work super hard. I have to make the best I've ever made. Like, I have to earn this. Why did I get it? Like, I have to demonstrate that I was worthy of it. Yeah, like, that's wild. It can be a total like impediment to actually creating, which is the reason you got it in the first place, because you're you're thinking like, how do I demonstrate yeah. that this was the right call? <laughs> do people ever refuse it? I wonder, because that, that's, a, oh, that's a genuine concern of like... Well, hold up, because I don't really work well with the kind of expectation that I have to retroactively earn this thing that I didn't apply. I mean, so here's the thing. There there are no strings attached. Uh, You don't have to report any kind of products or outcomes. There's no evaluation of the recipient's creativity during the term of the fellowship. Like, it's not like you can lose it halfway through, you know? So, like, I can't imagine turning it down because they're not going to be like, and what did you do? Yeah. And a lot of really important people have won it. Uh, I don't know. It's exciting just to see the range, too. Like, I've mentioned a lot of poets that have won it in the past, graphic novelists, uh, puppeteers, neuroscientists, mathematicians, jazz composers. Um, A friend of the show, Lin-Manuel Miranda, has won it. 
And it, you know, allows them to, oh, Jad Abumrod won it too. Okay. Jad Abumrod? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, it's been around since the 80s and has really changed the lives of a lot of the recipients. Sure. Uh, And just a quick shout out to uh, John Donald MacArthur and his wife, Catherine T. MacArthur. Neither of them came from particularly, you know, magnificent or, you know, auspicious backgrounds. Uh, John was one of seven children and was born in a coal-producing area of eastern Pennsylvania and just made some really great investments early in his life, bought a life insurance company, and then made some real estate investments. And then, you know, when he passed away, he had like a billion dollars basically built up and was convinced uh, prior to his death to start this foundation and then kind of left it up to the board. Like, all right, you guys, I'm not going to make the call on this. You all can figure out how to best invest this money. That's fascinating. Cause I thought all you could do once you had a billion dollars was use it to make more billions of dollars (laughs) or go into, or try and go into outer space. Uh, And then his wife was one of nine children born to Irish immigrants, and she ended up keeping the books uh, throughout the career. Uh, And then (laughs) uh, did the records for a variety of companies anonymously under her maiden name, C.T. Highland, in the position of corporate secretary, director, or both. Uh, And then he passed away in 1978, and she passed away in 1981. Uh, And since then- like the notebook. (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's not funny to laugh at people who died i'm just imagining that ending scene taking three years (laughs) uh i just i don't know i'm always excited when there's an opportunity for creative people to receive recognition just for being creative uh without having to you know produce some kind of roi yeah Yeah, like well show me how many cartoons you drew after this i uh, okay i am betting that more than most people on the earth though that is of interest to you because it is antithetical to what your job is right like your whole job is securing grants that must be reported you know that there was some level of success for the the funds uh based on the sort of intention that you implied with them for so well and it's just it's just it's really prohibitive, uh, you know, typical grants are really prohibitive to kind of grassroots efforts because, you know, in order to make a good case for yourself, you have to have a certain amount of resources to do it. Yeah. Uh, and you have to prove that you can do the shit. With exactly. The like before I give you your money, you have to show me that you can manage this amount of money. Uh, and it's it's a very kind of like suspicious approach to giving out awards, whereas this one is like, hey, you wrote a really great book yeah. and you've given some really great talks and I'm confident that you're going to do great things and here's some money and good luck. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I do too. Hey, thanks to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. There's so many sh- fucking shows on there, gang. There's like a thousand billion shows on there, gang. Uh-huh. Um, there's there's a delightful little show called Just the Zoo of Us where they debate animals and how great they are and what different animals. It's basically what my segment on this episode of Wonderful yeah, was. Yeah, right? But way, way, way smarter. Um, <laughs> so go check that one out. Why don't you? Why don't you do that? Um, we have a bunch of merch at MacroyMerch.com that I wish you would go check out. And you know what? We also got our Candle Nights show that is coming up very soon. Griffin and I made a little video for it uh, that we really enjoyed making. 
uh, and I think you will enjoy too. The show is uh, is a pre-taped virtual spectacular for Candle Nights. Uh, it's on December 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, uh, tickets are on sale now for $5 with an option to give more, and all proceeds from those tickets go to benefit Harmony House, which is an organization we love in, in Huntington that helps to support people experiencing homelessness. You can get those tickets at bit.ly slash candlenights2021, and the video on demand will be available through January 2nd. We got segments from all the shows in, yeah. in that. Uh, and it is, it is always like if you are not feeling festive, I recommend a dose of Candle Nights yeah. because it always warms my heart. And we have beloved guests uh, who sent in stuff yeah. as well. Like B. Dave Walters, Hank Green, uh, Gene Gray, Pollen Storm, uh, Adam Brody, uh, which is <laughs> wild and wonderful to me. So yeah, go, go check that out again. Bit.ly slash Candle Nights 2021. We're going to be debuting it live at December 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. I think that's it. That's it. Thank you so much for listening and being here with us um, and believing in us. That's the biggest thing. Uh-huh. A lot of people when we start, we're like, a show about things you like and things you're into? By lovers? Made by lovers? Get out of here with that. You know, we did that whole episode on what the folks at home are interested in. Yeah. And, and I think at that time we, we indicated we would continue to do it. And here then we, we are. For, then we did fucking forget. <laughs> well, we, we only forget stuff like that when our backs up are, are back up against the wall um, in terms of like how much time we have to record, uh, which, ah, dang, wouldn't you know it, is true <laughs> virtually every time that we record. But we'll try and be better about it. Yeah. Thank you all. Goodbye. Go with God. And also with you. Be, find peace today and treat your treat the other people on earth pretty good uh-huh that's those were some of my favorite bible verses <laughs> <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.